0: All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, didn't think it was the news that we'd be getting tonight, but um, interesting. Arodis Chapman signing a one-year deal with the Pittsburgh Pirates. We're welcoming Jason Mackey from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette to talk to us about that right now. Hi, Jason. How you doing? Hi, Colin. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Uh, certainly. Arodis Chapman, one-year, $10.5 bucks. Does he work with Holderman as a bridge to David Bednar? Is that what you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be some combination thereof. Uh, Derek Shelton loves him some matchups. I think you could see, you know, one in the seventh, the other in the eighth, maybe flip them. Um, They're going to get Carmen Majinski in some of those innings as well. Um, This ain't, you know, 1987. They're they're going to give guys days off and, and be, you know, somewhat conservative with usage. But... I will say it allows them to do some different things with Brian Barucki. He was really good in matchup situations earlier in games. Uh, basically gives a, Derek Shelton another weapon with which to play. And I, I like it a lot, man. Price is a little bit high, but it's it's, it's a serious move in my opinion.
0: Arodis Chapman, who is um, reported to be 35 years old, uh, he's courted. he's around there, one would think. How much does he have left? Because in talking to some people, I was shooting some text with some people that are in baseball uh, right now, and they said the velocity is still there. It's a matter of him uh, just going out and letting it fly and getting the opportunities. And he's not grown into somebody that's walked people at, later on in this stage in his career, and he could still let it go some.
1: Yeah, uh, the VLO there. It's very good. Um, I think it averaged 99.5, like 99th percent. I mean, it. geez, it, it's elite. Um, what worries me a little bit is the, the walks. Um, walk rate's been like 14.5% the past three years or somewhere in that range. That's not good enough, but at the same time, I, I don't know. I mean, you're going to have to live with a little bit. Um, I think – I mean, look at his performance last year with the Rangers and the Royals. He was very good, very good in the postseason. Three ERA, 309, something like that. He worked a lot. Um, The strikeouts were just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it was up over 40%. It's going to get guys out. I mean, can you put the ball on the plate a little bit more? Yeah, I feel like it's a little nitpicky. Um, But, I mean, the velo is there. The guy's got stuff. He's been playing with the sinker a little bit more. It's a four-pitch reliever slider, uh, splitter as well. Like, man, he's just not like the velo is going to go before the control goes. In my opinion. I mean, that's typically the way things drop off for pitchers.
0: So why Pittsburgh and why now?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one, man. I've, I've been asking myself this question a lot. Um, you know, our Chapman had to hear something that he liked about coming here. Right. I mean, we're talking about a guy who just won a world series ring who strikes out a ton, throws hundred miles an hour. Um, is one of the best in in our era, Colin, one of the best uh, closers, relievers. You know, he had other options. So there's clearly something here that he liked. And, you know, maybe it's role. I mean, I feel like he could go get a role elsewhere. I think about this, and I think, you know, and I I talked to Bob Nutting and Santo Domingo on Saturday, and that's part of it. it, Like, I I do think there's other parts to the Pirates offseason what they want to do sort of raises uh, an eyebrow for me thinking, you know, there's got to be something else at play here. There's got to be another plan that was sort of outlined to a role Chapman saying like, hey, this is why you're coming in here. This is what you're going to do. This is what our team plan is. And that was clearly palatable enough to him.
0: Jason Mackey joining here on the fan. Could we see – I don't think this will happen, but could we see Holderman or Bednar packaged in a trade uh, for starting pitching now?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's certainly a a concern. Um, Bednar, I think, extremely unlikely. Um, Even, you know, he's their most attractive asset, certainly, Um, you know, at least in in terms of bullpen arms. And, you know, there's no shortage of interest, that sort of stuff. But no, I mean, but, but, you know, could Colin Holderman be an attractive asset to another team? Sure. Even Carmen Majinski, I don't know. I mean... At this point, you're probably dealing from a position of strength, at least in terms of relief pitching. Um, I don't know if, that, you know if that in and of itself isn't going to get a deal done, but you know, you're you packaging that with another major league player, some prospects or whatever. Let's, yeah, I, I, I'm not saying it's likely, but it wouldn't shock me if that's what it took to get a deal done, sure.
0: What did you learn in Santa Domingo about the Pirates um, Academy that his, I think it's underwhelmed, to be honest with you. I thought it would turn out more players. Um, but two in the way that they're doing business now to try to turn out more players. Yeah, um,
1: I mean I, I don't think that's unfair to say that uh, they should be better on the international market than they've been recently. I mean it's Marte Polanco and then a whole bunch of snoozing, um, and they've got to be better, and they they know that. Um, talk, I talked to Bob about that, and he was, you know, said we need to be getting players from everywhere. It's not a new comment. Um, I like what they've done. This was my first time to Santo Domingo and seeing that. Uh, first time, Dr. Um, you know, just from a, a personal standpoint, like it is striking to see what baseball means to that culture, what people go through. Opened your eyes to what a Latin American player experiences. All of that stuff um, that I won't blab on too much about, but um, you know, they they've changed a lot of things down there. I think there's a, a, a sort of renewed focus. They do do a very good job and put a lot of resources toward their Dominican Academy. It was impressive to see. Um, but I will also agree with you in that we need to see more results, like just getting, you know, what, Osvaldo, Bido, Rodolfo Castro, <laughs> Luis Ortiz, like that's not going to do it. Um, and they know that.
0: How can they make people want to be Pittsburgh Pirates in the Dominican and in the Caribbean?
1: Yeah. Uh, they. And this is an interesting sales pitch. I think, you know, the, their facility is very good. They can, some of the stuff they're slinging down there is like, you know, a, a really great weight room, um, an ability to capture body movements and properly develop players, um, integrating analytics in the same way that they do the major league team and all throughout the minor leagues. They also have an educational component of it. If a player signs with the Pirates, he's going to get a full education and graduate with a high school diploma, which as you know, is not super common down there. And they're going to be pretty well set up. Um, You know, I mean, opportunity to play, hopefully coaching and improvement. That's the kind of stuff that they're selling right now. And I, you know, I I understand the negativity of the frustration at the major league level. That's not necessarily the same thing that exists when we talk about minor leagues and guys who are 16 years old in Dominican. Like, they're looking for, you know, how do I get coached appropriately? What am I going to get paid? How am I going to live my life? Am I going to have a path to sort of grow this into a career? And the Pirates have created that sort of infrastructure.
0: When you, when you talk to people down there, and it fascinates me you made a trip to the Dominican uh, facility, when you talk to people down there or prospects down there, is it, I don't want to say sold to them, but is the goal and the ambition to get to Florida in the instructional league? Is it get to move up the chain? What, what is the broader reach goal that they try to uh, pack it into uh, these kids?
1: Yes. It's to get to Affiliated Ball, to get to Florida, to get in and out of this facility. Um, I thought it was striking as we walked through this building. And it very much looked like a college dorm, except they're sleeping four to a room in there. Um, And and we're talking about like single bunk beds, one cabinet to like have their stuff in. And it's not deplorable conditions. I mean, they're very nice conditions and probably much better than a lot of where these guys came from. But one thing that um, one Carlos Mendoza, the director of Dominican operations, said that really struck me, he said, we don't want these guys to get too comfortable here either. We want them wanting to get out. Um, and that, that's the goal, to move up, you know, from the DSL, move over to Bradenton, Bradenton to Greensboro, you know, get on with their careers. Um, you know, they're probably going to spend a year there. Um, they, they want them to get an education. They want them to learn life skills. They want them to learn English and in some cases this was jarring to me. Like some guys come in there struggling with Spanish. They can't, like you know, read or write Spanish. They can speak it. Um, so basically, helping them communicate and learning life skills, and that's the sort of stuff they're trying to instill at the academy.
0: Back to the big club. Is Aroldis Chapman signed tonight? Ten and a half million bucks uh, for a year. If let's say that this is a move and it's the kind of the move, and then there's a couple more little things that happen, but it doesn't really impact the 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 25 man all that much. Are they equipped to go into a year with the starting pitching that they have and be successful?
1: Uh, probably not. Um, I don't want to say outright no because they could theoretically. Arrive and maybe Rowanzi figures it out and he's the type of pitcher that was in the World Baseball Classic. Maybe Quinn Priester makes good on his first-round draft status. I don't know. I mean, you're counting on a lot of things to hit. Um, I think if they don't add, they're in danger of being very thin at that position and hoping that a lot goes right. Um, Do I think that that's going to be enough to get to where Bob Nutting said they want to be, which is contention all season? No, I don't. I, I think it's just... It's too dangerous the beginning part of the year before you get Brubaker back, Burroughs back, Skeen's up here, Jared Jones coming in. Like they have people coming up to help, but these beginning couple of months, they really need some help. So um, I guess the short answer to my question, Colin, would be you know, it's great that they have a role as Chapman, but they still need to keep going with the starting pitcher.
0: Do you think Chapman also, excuse me, do you think that Charrington also looks at Chapman as. Okay, if we ain't in it anyway, he's going to be a commodity. Someone wants at the deadline, and potentially this could be a prospect move for the deadline this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you look at that as a fallback. I think the pirates aren't the pirates in the past acquired guys with the intent to, to trade them. I don't think they acquired a Chapman with the intent to trade him. I think they acquired a Chapman with the intent to be in in this thing. Uh, you know, whether or not that's crazy, whether or not they actually are, I don't know. We're going to find out. Um, but it, it, it is a fallback. I mean, it's not a fallback that Pirates fans want to hear, certainly. They want to see the team actually hang on to guys. Um, but, you know, left-handers do well in this park. I, I think Chapman has a lot left. I, can be, I think he can be a really productive piece. And, yeah, I mean, if things don't go well from a team perspective, it certainly seems like you could trade the
0: guy. I have been told by multiple major leaguers, former major leaguers, oh boy. that a role yeah. this Chapman puts Icy Hot on his whole body before he goes out and pitches and then puts his, like, spandex tights on and his undershirt on. Could you imagine that?
1: I I find that very hard to believe. I, As somebody who – I have uh, been – so do I.
0: But it is multiple sources have told me this.
1: I mean, I can, I can get down with putting that on a lot of parts of your body but I once got pranked in high school football with somebody rubbing it all over my towel, and it ended up in places that I did not want it to end up in, and boy, can I not imagine
0: uh, yes.
1: pitching with Icy Hot, my friend. No, yes. thank
0: you. Right. I, that's the thing. Even if you don't put it there, you start to sweat, and it traverses all throughout everywhere. I At first, I questioned this, and I said, come on, you can't be serious. Then another person told me, This is absolutely true. He gets in the clubhouse and he gets icy hot. Down his legs, on both his arms, on his chest, and it's like his skin is on fire.
1: All right, right now I get it. I'm with you. Down both the legs, arms, chest. I'm fine. (laughs) We have not entered a zone where I would be uncomfortable with icy hot.
0: But even if you don't enter the zone by choice, when you start to sweat – You've got no – it's like tributaries of a river. It goes wherever. And I just – I don't – that's it's bad for business as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I agree
1: with you, but I guess that does incentivize getting the <laughs> heck in and out of there,
0: doesn't it? I guess. You want to stop a
1: guy from nibbling, put icy hot – yeah, whatever.
0: Do we forget about Aroldis Chapman's story because he's been a major leaguer for so long and how, what it took for him to get here?
1: Um, I mean, there's a couple components to a story. I mean, right. we can talk about the fact in Cuba. We can also talk about serving a 30 game suspension for fi- firing eight gunshots and slapping and choking his girlfriend, or allegedly slapping and choking his girlfriend at the time.
0: I know there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff like, in his it, life. Yeah, um, you know, and I'm not I'm not
1: levying an opinion. I wasn't there. I didn't cover it. I didn't, you know, sift through legal documents. I mean, I read some stuff tonight. Um, but there's going to be some stuff to unpack for sure. I mean, he did serve the suspension. It's a fact um, The defecting from Cuba is, is a you know, an odd one for sure. Um, there's a little bit of history, and pro- probably a, a, more than a little bit, of history with the Pirates. Danger McCutcheon, like, you know, people around here aren't exactly uh, warm and fuzzy about Chapman and their relationship with him. Maybe it's different now. I mean, personally, I love watching the guy pitch. He's been one of my favorites to watch. In, in my adult life of watching baseball, and I'm I'm going to be fascinated to cover him, but I understand why some pirates or some pirates fans might have some weird feelings
0: toward the guy. Certainly, yeah. Well, he and McCutcheon played together in the 2018 Yankees, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean they they sort of made up right after that whole little brouhaha too. Mm-hmm. Um, So I mean, I don't. And shoot, it's Koch. Like I'm, <laughs> I don't think Cuts is going to sit there and have some sort of bad blood for a guy that can help the team, but. Um, it is interesting, man. It's a uh, i in our like like in this recent stretch of Pirates history. Like to me, he's one of the big villains, one of the guys that like can you hit him? Can you get past him? This giant hurdle. Like I don't know, not quite Jake Arrieta level, but I, oh no, he's
0: he's a Ryan Braun it's type villain. Yeah, there's there's you are absolutely right about that. He's a Ryan Braun type villain. He is a Pujols type villain. Yeah. There's, there's no question. You're dead on it, Jason. Uh, good stuff. All right. I'm sorry to bother you late at night. I know you got stuff. Get ready for school, all that. We're up early in the morning, school bus. But uh, there might be a two-hour delay anyway with this ice. So, anyhow, Uh, thank you so much for joining me. As always, I appreciate our conversations and your insights, and we will catch up sooner rather than later, Jason.
1: All right. Be good with the icy hot, man. Be be
0: careful. good with the icy hot. Goodbye. Uh, Jason Mackey, the best the best of the best. Great reporting, great stuff from him, as always. We'll come right back. Uh, We'll sew it up. I take you till – what time are we going till, Joel? 10, 10, you tell me. You always tell me what time. What time? Ten thirty. Right at ten thirty on the dot. Joel Nelson, uh letting you know we go till ten thirty. Your call's next four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero here on the fan.